You're listening to Two Therapists in Therapy, a podcast about self-acceptance, self-love, self-growth, and connection. I'm your host, Sarah Brill, a licensed clinical social worker, licensed marriage and family therapist, and EMDR trauma therapist, and an Enneagram 4. And I'm your other host, Becca Moravec, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist, and certified intuitive eating counselor, and an Enneagram 2. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Becca. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm going to ask this question that we always start with, but it has to do with our topic tonight. So I'm going to take my time with it. Okay. I just really want to check in with you and see how you are feeling. Well, what I'm noticing is that it is harder and harder for me to check in with myself these days. And, um, yeah, it's, I feel like, um, I don't do it as often as I used to. And that is, that makes me sad. So I think, um, just given what we're about to talk about tonight, which has to do with being authentic and tuning into ourselves. I think I'm feeling both sad about how it feels like there's less space for me in my life to go as deep as I would like to. Um, and I also feel excited about kind of seeing where this conversation goes and, um, yeah, seeing what information might be there for us in this idea of checking in with ourselves. So yeah. How about you? How are you feeling? Well, I just sniffed as you were talking. So physically I'm feeling a little bit low. So if you hear me um, sniffing or sneezing, I think I have a cold or allergies. Um, but <laughs> I think you were asking me about emotionally. Um, emotionally, I am feeling just happy to be with you. Truly. I just like to be in your presence and I really love the process of this podcast. So that is bringing me joy. Um, and tonight I'm feeling an answer that I say all the time, but contemplative about checking in with myself. Um, and then I also am feeling dread because I have therapy tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I feel jealous that you have therapy tomorrow. I haven't been feeling as much resistance actually to therapy since I started with this new therapist um, a while ago, but I have dread because I know that it's going to be hard because I lost my grandma a week ago. And so I have some stuff to process and I've been processing it all along, but I just know it's like not the most fun time. Totally. Yeah. Um, on a totally different note, I just noticed that your microphone is exactly matching your sweatshirt. It is. It's hot pink. And my microphone is also matching it is. my t-shirt. It's With bright red. red. So yeah. that's at, fun. Look at us being present and attuned <laughs> to the things. Um, so yeah. What are we talking about tonight? Um, I think we're talking just about that, being present and attuned by way of checking in with ourselves and 
why that feels so hard mm-hmm. because it seems like such a easy like simple or not maybe not easy but like simple concept uh, but I'm finding like most people including myself who literally does this for a living and when I when I say does this I mean therapy so like thinking about these things it feels really really challenging so is that what we're talking about tonight <laughs> yeah yeah I think um just as you were talking I was just thinking about all these different experiences I've had over the past month or so of just thinking about how toxic our society can be and the messages that it pumps out um in terms of social norms or beauty standards or you know ages by which by certain times we're supposed to quote unquote have done things or um the bodies that we're supposed to be in the the ways that our partnerships are supposed to look um and it's so toxic and i think that the more we check out the more we don't take those that time to go inside of ourselves and really tune into what our own authentic inner voice is telling us the more we can really um, get depressed and anxious and try to be attaining some sort of idea that is um, not at all coming from us, but coming from the collective, so to speak, and then perpetuate it and I think cause more harm to other people. So I've just been thinking about those ideas a lot, just based on some conversations I've had with people that have felt pretty toxic or just moments in passing that I've had hearing how people, some of my clients have been really impacted by really negative messages and, um, are just waking up to those messages. And I've just been feeling reinvigorated by this idea of like going deeper and taking time to check in. And I think I'll just say one last thing and then I want to hear, um, what your thoughts are, Becca. But I think for me as a new mom, I don't know if I can qualify myself as a new mom anymore after I've, I mean, I've only been a mom for a year, so I'm still a new mom, but there's just every second of every day for me is taken up with taking care of somebody else, whether it's in my work or my, as a parent or in my partnership, it's just a lot of focus on others. And, um, I just don't have as much time to check in with myself and I find it harder to do. And I, when I spent more time alone, there was a, I, I felt like it was easier for me to get under my own hood. Um, it was easier for me to go there and to kind of get insight. And I think, um, with not having, uh, a lot of time on my hands, it, can feel like I have these quick moments and sometimes that's not enough for me to really go as deep as I need to go. Um, so does that make sense? Yeah. I think what I'm hearing, if I can frame it in the way that my brain is thinking and you basically said this, um, is like capitalism and the patriarchy demand that we do not check in with ourselves. Yeah. Um, that we stay busy and avoidant and continuing to be a cog in the wheel, um, in whatever that means. Yes. 
Like, yeah. can I just yeah. can I piggyback off of that for a second? Absolutely. It's so interesting because Marcus just started a new job um, two weeks ago and he has to be at work super early and he comes home late and it, he has a long commute and he's absorbing all this new information. And so he's literally gone a lot, like a lot from our house. And then also when he's home, he's much more stressed and I'm more stressed as well. And it's just fascinating to see like, you know, from a capitalist perspective, it's like, oh, great. He got a new job. That's awesome. You know, movement forward or whatever. But the experience of it, like on a connecting level, on like a checking in level in our relationship and also individually is that is not fun. It has not been, (laughs) has not been a fun time because there's no space to like sink in to things. And, um, so I just think like, it just makes me, and I'm, I do believe we're going to get past that. And we're in, we're in the, we're in the midst of a lot of change right now and it's normal and all that. But it just makes me think about like, it's so hard to make a living in the society to provide for your family, to just, you know, get your basic needs met and how easy it is to just not, I mean, checking in can be a luxury in some ways. Like, you know, um, it's hard. It's hard to create that time in that space. Yeah. It's reminded me of a TikTok that I saw um, about slow living. Um, but it was an indigenous TikToker um, saying like, hey, there's all this stuff about slow living, but literally that's like our culture. Um, and we were uh, like uh, demonized for it and called lazy. Right. And um, I was just thinking about how slow living is something that I would want, um, but also to like attribute like how white supremacy demonized the idea of like being a connected person to yourself, to your community, um, because we're just supposed to grind. Mm -hmm. So, and that's celebrated. Uh huh. Yeah. So I want to honor that slow living isn't like a new concept that like you and I mm-hmm. are com- coming up with or like yeah. mindfulness. Um, uh, but e- even that, like even, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's making me think about your 100 days of meditation that you're doing and like what that process has been like for you as a new mom and as a business owner and a therapist, what has been coming up for you around intentionally taking time each day to check in. Yeah. So, um, about a week before my grandma died, um, I knew that she was dying and I was like, knew that I wasn't completely with my thoughts about it. Um, my grandma is somebody who was like pretty influential in helping raise me. Um, I mean, she's obviously been my grandma a long time. Um, and I, it's, just a big thing that I don't want to miss and I could miss it, um, because I am busy. And so that week, uh, Sarah, you and I had processed my, um, anticipatory grief. I processed grief in therapy and I said, I don't want to like leave this. Um, and not just grief, but just like checking in with myself. Uh, and so I started, 
a challenge for myself to do a hundred days of meditation. And I'm on today's day 13. And what I've learned is that it is, it is so necessary and also some days feels impossible. Um, some days it'll be like 11 PM and I'm like, I haven't taken 10 minutes. I don't want to take 10 minutes because, um, I have emails to answer or I could be doing something else or I could like watch a show on Netflix. And so, um, I think what the process has been like for me is hard. <laughs> yeah. And then I consider myself, um, somebody who is mindful and checks in because I literally, spend, you know, time with people each week, helping them check in and to make myself do it has been really challenging, but also really important if I'm going to feel like a grounded human. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking about this experience I had yesterday where I got together with some family that I haven't seen in a long time And it was so good to see them. And I've had a lot of just grief and loss surrounding my own family, people, everyone moving to different parts of the country. It's just been crazy over the past few years. And so when I get to see members of my family, it often reminds me of the void that's there. Um, But so anyway, I got to see some members of my family and it was so great. And then I noticed after we left, I was just feeling kind of agitated and I couldn't really figure out why. And I was just kind of cranky for the rest of the day. And Marcus and I kind of got into an argument and I was just sort of like out of sorts for the whole day. And then it came time for bed and I couldn't sleep and I just had this pit in my stomach And finally at like 2 a.m., I just, I ended up actually calling my mom because I knew she would still be up and just cried and realized I am like experiencing really intense grief around um, just grief and loss surrounding my family. And I felt so much better afterwards, like having that time to check in with myself and actually get to the root of the issue. But, you know, the reason why I'm sharing that is you know, it's kind of a good thing that I couldn't sleep because it forced me to look at it. It forced me to figure out what was going on. But if I hadn't gotten to that place, I might have stayed kind of agitated and anxious for weeks. (laughs) And who knows what the ripples of that would have been. Um, And maybe even starting to feel depressed and who knows. Um, It definitely, I felt so much relief once I, once I got to the answer. But Um, it's hard. Like, I think you can even set the intention to check in with yourself. Like I was the whole way home, like what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't get, couldn't get there. So, um, yeah, we don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we don't check in, it can really have consequences. And also when we check in, it doesn't always mean that we're going to get to where we need to go. Yeah. And you just reminded me that checking in with yourself can look different. Like it can be through meditation. Um, and also, which I think is really, really helpful. I do recommend it hundred (laughs) percent. And I do think there's like a relational component that I just heard. Right. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes meditation or journaling or prayer or whatever you do can really help ground you. 
And then sometimes you really need connection with someone is what I have found. Yes, same here. Um, So my 100 days of meditation, like I plan on like processing it with you, uh, processing it with my therapist. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to do it in a vacuum by Mm -hmm. myself. Um, I think that that is really uh, like a key part because we can do a lot of thinking ourselves and still not feel grounded. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, I'm just thinking – you know, sometimes I'll meet with somebody who's like doing therapy for the first time and they'll say something like, oh, I've just, I've never thought about this or I've never looked at this. And they're carrying like a ton of anxiety or um, depression. And, you know, it's like this picture that I've seen of two people sitting across from each other and they have this like cloud over their head. And as they talk, it like unravels, mm. right? Into like something that makes more sense. Mm. And I just love that picture of like, of, of, of connection of therapy, but it doesn't have to be just with a therapist. That's just one way. Um, and it just is a reminder that if you, if me, if I, if you, if you, Sarah, if you listener are feeling like anxiety and depression, like it's likely we haven't taken the time to sit with ourselves mm-hmm. and unravel mm-hmm. all that is there. Yeah. That's hard to do. It's so freaking hard to do. Yeah. And I'm curious like how, what the intersection of like privilege and checking in is. Cause I think, there is an intersection there. Yeah, time, survival. Right? If you were if you have to meet your which I think is why as moms we like experience that more. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. Cuz there's like more survival yeah. on us. Um, but I mean, I don't it, it's a luxury to like have the space and time to sit in meditation or to pay for therapy or to even have the time for therapy, even if insurance is covering it. Um, I, time is privilege. It really is. So I don't think that that means that someone who's not privileged can't find the time, but like we would be like, we can't just be like, well, why don't you just meditate? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even the, even the freaking meditation apps are expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. if you have Kaiser, you can get headspace for free. So well, I don't think people know. know that, but that's good to know. Yeah. What, tell me what your thoughts on the intersection of privilege and um, checking in are. I mean, I think, well, first of all, I think you have to feel safe yeah. inside of your body and inside of in your environment to check in, to turn the focus inward instead of outward, out, outside of yourself um, where you're not scan, scan, scanning for a threat, but instead feeling safe enough to, to close your eyes and open your inner eyes. Um, yeah. And I think that can, I think trauma can play a role in that where, you know, it just literally feels too scary to go inside of ourselves. Um, so that's the first part. And then, you know, just to keep with the theme of capitalism, I think that, you know, we just live in a society where we have to move a million miles an hour, you know, to, for most people to make ends meet, honestly, um, unless you come from a lot of privilege, it's, it's hard. Um, and then if you, like you said, if you're a parent, 
you know, and you're a working parent, there's, there's not a lot of time in the day to put the focus on yourself. And so I can see how, um, you know, people who haven't had a lot of education surrounding mental health or, um, you know, healthy relationships can just be focused on trying to get through the day and make a lot of like really, um, I I don't know how to, I don't want to say this in like a condemning way, but how people can just make big mistakes in their parenting or in their relationships out of a place of total survival brain and not having a chance to check in and then not having any tools or knowing of what to do with those really human responses that come from a place of survival and just trying to get through. Yeah. You, you just made me think of a few things going back to like the trauma piece of like of safety. Um, I think so many people do and I want to honor that for some people it is true. If you open that door, it may take you down. And so you do need a safe place to do that, like with a licensed therapist or um, a treatment center or something like that. And so not talking on that level, but I think that sometimes even I think if I take the space to do it, I'll be stuck there or it'll be too much or it'll be too overwhelming or don't ask me that question because I don't want, I don't want to live there. And, and the reminder often um, for people and for myself is when I find the time and space um, w- through safety, um, I a- actually get to move through that feeling more quickly. Yep. I totally agree. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like um, I might, my, I'll just take my grief, for example, it's like a really easy thing to avoid and like even watching people I know who deal with grief and, just don't even want to go there. Um, but then they actually end up staying there longer, even yes. if they're not conscious totally. of it, where I like, <laughs> even though I have dread of going to therapy tomorrow, there's a, actually, if I dig even deeper, there's actually excitement yeah. or um, relief yes. in that I'm going to get a to take the time to work through it. Mm-hmm. And then I do get to move through it. So yeah. I always tell people, I know you're afraid that we're going to, if you open that door, you're going to unpack and live in that depression or that sadness or that anger or that guilt. Um, but I mean, as cliche as it is, the only way is through. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And we've got to take the time to go through. Oh, I mean, it, I, I hate to keep bringing it back to my example from last night, but it was a pretty profound thing because I was like, I, it's 2 a.m. That's when I called my mom. I can't sleep. Like the last thing I want to do is feel these feelings right now, but I know that I need to get them off my chest because I literally can't sleep. And I sat on the phone with her and cried for a full hour. And I kept saying to her over and over, my heart just hurts so bad. My heart just hurts so bad. I just want my heart to stop hurting. And then I moved through it. And then once we were done with the conversation, I was like, oh, I feel so much better now. Like, and my heart isn't hurting. And it's funny because today, even though I only got a few hours of sleep last night, I'm not tired. And I think it's because I expressed all that emotional energy 
I think there's some fact about that. I can't remember what it is, but I know that when you express feelings, it actually increases your T cell count. Did you know that? No, but that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like people who express feelings more regularly are actually healthier, Mm -hmm. like physically Mm -hmm. because you release stress. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. So just kind of totally agree with what you said about there being like excitement and relief and like, feeling so much better on the other side, yeah. even though it's so hard and there can be so much dread and resistance around it. Yeah. Or which, feeling like you don't have time. Which I don't know this, but that just reminds me of the intersectionality of privilege there again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about health in general, mm-hmm. right. And populations mm-hmm. that are not healthy um, or like have more health issues, I should say. I didn't mean to say not healthy. Uh, populations that have more health issues are usually oppressed people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, it's like stress matters, and it it mm-hmm. literally, um, we if we want to see like who has the most um, like heart attacks and that kind of thing, it's like people who have like the least resources. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably a part of that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons for that, but is, is emotional health and safety if there's no time for it because you're just surviving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And it's just reminding me too that so many of these skills and tools that we learn as you know, therapists and as people are so simple, like, you know, check in with yourself, meditate, take time to go deeper, um, you know, name your feelings. Journal. Yeah. They're all, they're all these simple things, but they are all a practice. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me, I think before having a child, if there is one thing that I thought would never fall by the wayside. It would be like probably journaling or, and also expressing my feelings because I'm just such a like deeply sensitive person. And I can say both of those things have fallen by the wayside for me. Um, And, you know, I'm trying to get back into a practice and it's, you know, a daily effort. And there's also realities to being working mom where it's just not as easy to have that time. But it's just a reminder, I think, to myself and to people that there really isn't an arrival point in this work. It's a practice of um, coming back home to yourself and um, that, like, you know, we are always this mystery that's unfolding and we're dynamic and there's always new information and there's always new, we're always taking in something new and we're processing something in a different way. And, um, I think sometimes we underestimate how our lives are impacting us on a deeper level. So it's really important to take that time. I'm, I'm speaking to myself here. I'm just feeling reminded of like what, um, how and how revolutionary it is too to take that time to check in with ourselves because it connects us with who we authentically are it connects us with our truth it connects us with our values and then that gives us more armor against 
you know, the toxic messages that we are so that everyone is so susceptible to, especially in times of stress from our society. Um, that can be really oppressive. Yes. Yes. I had like 1 million thoughts as you were talking. Say, but now talk- I, no, but I don't remember them because my brain doesn't work the way it used to. But I'm just like, well, I will say I was thinking um, that feels like um, I won't, I will go home tonight and do my meditation <laughs> and I won't do it while I'm pumping um yeah and I won't do it while I'm doing something else yes um like I've like in these 13 days I'm like I could do it while I shower I could do it while Mm -hmm. I right and I mean you can meditate you can check in in the shower right but like I'm trying to figure out like ways to maximize time time, which is real too like it's real but also like I can find 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and my encouragement to you listeners to find some time and it doesn't have to be every day either. Um, but ha- like you just reminded me, like this isn't just like this like thing that we're talking about that is like a cool idea. It's like, no, this actually could change everything. Like it can mm-hmm. change how you show up in the world. It's actually reminding me, and I know we're winding down in just a second, but Glennon Doyle, I think in Untamed, talks about how it was like her t- 10 minutes in her closet. She would go in her closet and like, turn off the lights and like connect with herself 10 day, 10 minutes a day. And it like changed her life. Cause she started to hear her own inner voice. And mm. when she heard her inner voice, that's when everything started to change. Um, and it's like, it just makes me think about the times when I scroll, uh-huh. when I'm exhausted and I'm like, I have no fucking energy left whatsoever. I'm so tapped out. It's been such a long day and I'll just sit on the couch and start scrolling. And it's like, you know, I'm sure 30 minutes goes by sometimes when I could take that time to be checking in and actually like either meditating on a mantra or digging deep and like processing my day or doing something that's actually going to be um, helping me to connect to my truth as opposed to just numbing out. Yeah. And that scrolling is capitalism. Yes. Because that's, it's advertisements, right? Yes. Like I find myself, even in this podcast, I refer to like TikTok all the time because it has sucked me in. Right. And there are definitely positive things, but it's, it's a, it's a tool for capitalism, you know? And, um, I could even actually argue that my meditation app is also that, but (laughs) That's neither here nor there, <laughs> but the, but the, you know, so, so that inspires me not only because it, scrolling is such a time suck away from yourself, um, but also in like my fight against capitalism, I want to, I want to put my scrolling down and check in with myself. Yeah. And it's interesting too, just on that note, like of, of meditation and like, especially if we're picking a mantra we have to be careful about what we pick. Like Marcus and I were watching um, the show last night. I forget what it, what it's called, like Bling Empire or something. I can't remember. It's about this, these three people that like infiltrate. Um, they like figure out how to rob a bunch of people in hi- in Hollywood. And they're all like in different ways obsessed with becoming famous. And 
that's like their MO in life is to become famous and, but also rob people. Anyway, one of the girls was talking about how her mom, um, became like a, a pastor of like some sort of church and she became obsessed with the secret and she would have like her two daughters, the book, the secret mm-hmm. and the movie, the secret, they're all kind of one in the same, but they would like meditate on the secret every single day because she wanted nothing more than for herself to become famous and for her daughters to become famous. That's what her daughters wanted too. And so they would like meditate on the law of attraction and, um, and then basically look for any op- any and every opportunity to climb the ladder in Hollywood involving her two underage girls dancing naked in Marilyn Manson's videos and like being pinup girls and doing all these things to exploit their bodies to climb the ladder. And that all came from like them meditating on this message that was, you know, the secret has been like revered, you know, by so many people to help them attract abundance. And it's not that those things, not that we can't attract abundance, but we have to be careful that the messages that we're sitting with aren't just, um, amplifying toxicity or, um, yeah, hidden, hidden messages that are just perpetuating what's toxic in our society. Yeah. Like, not meditating on like more capitalism. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, more, <laughs> yeah. more, more. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah. that doesn't actually end up helping us. It, it makes us go further away from ourselves. Yeah. Something I'm really proud of of myself in knowing that life was going to be asking a lot of me is like r- being really boundaried in my work. Um, Like I have like a set amount of hours that I do and it used to be really easy for me to like be pulled into more. Um, and it was interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend on Friday night. And she said, oh, how's being back at work? And I was like, it's okay. I'm just not I'm not doing much. Like I know it's like not a lot. And she goes, well, how many hours are you working? I told her, she's like, that's a lot. And it was like so interesting how I felt like I had to like uh, qualify that I'm like not hustling enough, not like, I don't know, not making enough. Um, when I really even in my quote unquote limited hours feel like it's hard for me to find 10 minutes to myself. So it's just like, it's just a mind fuck. It really <laughs> like is. telling you like what you should be doing. Yeah, totally. And as we're, as we're talking right now, I'm like talking to myself cause I'm guilty of all of these things that we're talking about. So mm-hmm. it's hard not, we live in this world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what's your encouragement? My encouragement is to go to therapy. (laughs) Um, And I know therapy is not um, always accessible. If you need resources, um, I'll post about those on our Instagram. Um, But my encouragement really is that therapy is worth it. So if you're like thinking about it or you're like seeing a therapist and you're like me and you like sometimes dread it, um, I just encourage you to take that time with a safe, licensed person who can like walk you through like those un- those places that don't feel safe um, so that you can be more free. That's my mm. encouragement. Yes. I love that. Be more free. Be more free. What's your encouragement, Sarah? Um, my encouragement is 
I think if you are someone who's struggling with anxiety or depression to consider that there might be something underneath it and not to say that um, coping mechanisms and medication are not really important things because they are, um, but also to consider um, doing some deeper work to get to the root of what might be there and whether that's with a therapist or whether that's through journaling or just talking with a friend regularly or meditating to just, to just ask yourself, you know, what, what might be underneath this? I think that's my encouragement to start with asking yourself what might be underneath this and to give yourself the space to see what comes up. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. And that that just reminded me of, uh, of being compassionate to yourself as you do it. Yes. Right. Like, just super compassionate. Yeah. Right? So like if, if, if you are um, feeling like those questions bring up like hard um, answers and like, then you become hard on yourself. I just want you to tell yourself that you make sense. You make yes. a lot of sense. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yes, yeah. you do. You make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it makes sense that you were in a mood yesterday and had to figure it out. It makes sense that I'm dreading therapy and wanting to shut down yeah (laughs) we make sense yeah and and before we get to the root sometimes it's we're cranky or we're irritable or we're a little bit resistant or cut off and yeah that's sometimes part of the process yeah okay i'm i'm super inspired to go do my meditation tonight now yay i feel inspired too I'm I'm inspired to start checking in on a more regular basis. Well, I'm going to check in with you next time we meet for the podcast and ask how that's going. Okay. Okay. That sounds really good. All right. Okay. Signing off. Bye.